Oh, hello, and welcome to another episode of Carry On Up The Misses. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hi, I'm Fiona. Thank you for downloading our podcast. I hope you enjoy it. We have just watched 1973's Carry On Girls. So, Fiona... Beauty pageants. Beauty pageants, yes. Well, I think we (laughs) should... I enjoyed it. Did you? But we need to tackle the big topic first. Well, there's a lot of big topics we were being tackled in this one, weren't there? <laughs> a lot of Bristol's. A lot of Bristol's. Right. But the topic is beauty pageants. It's yes. not, even this day and age, I have discomfort with beauty pageants mm-hmm. and, and the whole premise of them. However, for all the fact that the women were parading around barely dressed and the men were leering at them I thought it it was actually less upsetting than some of the other scenes we've seen in carry-ons okay because it was all consensual yeah there was no apart from the old major whatever he's called the admiral the admiral there was no real rapey scenes um maybe my standards are now so low (laughs) That that's acceptable, and there were some nice um, comebacks, cotton yeah. balancing of that with the whole women's movement right. led by um, June Whitfield. June Whitfield, um, and also when Babs's bottom was pinched by the admiral, mm-hmm. she just pinched it right back, and he got all upset. And mm-hmm. I thought that was a very nice balancing of the things so um yeah so i just thought that there was the only bit that i did find really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. was the whole premise that uh some man dressed up as a woman was so outrageous that he needed to be arrested yeah well I now, mean the, the the policeman did kind of say they can do that but it was only because he was entering the competition but that's that up to the competition fraud. to ban him it's not yeah, illegal yeah it's, it's probably not an illegal <laughs> I mean maybe it's fraud and a very pinch but, but it's still. for the competition to report that rather well, than just people in general yes and the whole outrage at the idea of a man being dressed as a woman and everyone being scared of it, it that, that bit was just a bit uncomfortable. So the the basic story then that we've got here is this down at Hill seaside town, Furcombe, or Furcombe, for those who didn't want to say Furcombe, um, why did Councillor Sid, Councillor, Councillor Sid Fiddler, um, why did he decide that there should be a beauty pageant. What was in to it? To bring tourism to the area. So it was selfless on the part of Sid or did he see his way of getting a bit of cash out of it too? I thought, I mean, he expected to take the takings from the pageant mm-hmm. and he had amusement arcades on the pier. Oh, that's right. So he was going so to bring folk to his Yes, he was you trying to correct. do that. Um, but this was, met, this was obviously met with opposition from Councillor Augusta Prodworthy, who was June Whitfield mm-hmm. uh, Women's Lib. Um, but they managed to he managed to get it passed by the council that there would be one. Um, and it would also all be... By doing it after she left. After she left. 
Uh, he, it would all be run from his girlfriend, Joan Sims's uh, hotel. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, not his, from, they would stay there. Yeah, they would stay there. Uh, his mate, Peter Potter, Bernard Breslau, would do the publicity for it. He was good, wasn't he? He was good, but... Yes, he was. And then, so the contest happens with hilarious results. The girls fight. Um, they try and get this bit of publicity going with one of them being a bloke, which is Bernie. And then when it comes to the actual contest, the women's lib, uh, the women's libbers sabotage it. And, uh, possibly my favourite bit of the whole film, Sid escapes on a go-kart. <laughs> In yeah. a very sort of John Pertwee, Doctor Who, Planet of the Spiders type moment. Um, where Whatever he just started zipping past. It was a bit clown car-esque. Yeah, um, <laughs> on a go-kart. Yes. I would say also what was a bit of a different time is the women's lib people were yeah. middle-aged women, quite yeah, conservative. Yeah. Not the young girls. The young girls were wanting to flaunt themselves and, mm-hmm. and, and... But do you not, do you not think, you see, is that not part of the, um, insidiousness of the filmmaking? Is that, Women who are young and attractive aren't women's libbers. It's only once you're old and over the hill that you start to not like people having fun with young women. Do you know if that was that not kind of the message that was being put across a bit there? Do you I think? just assumed that it was actually a reflection of the time that a lot of the women's movement came from the WI kind of clientele. I don't think that's true. I think it's well, a, I what think about it's a Mary Poppins? With the suffragettes being led by Mrs. Banks. Yeah, but the suffragettes was in 1910. This was in 1973. Well, I just thought it was more of a nod to that kind of suffragette mm. movement. I, th- I, th- I think it's interesting that um, what you said there about, what you said about earlier about have I become conditioned to the mm. carry-ons. Yeah. And I wonder if, you know, in a few months' time, after you've been through the carry-ons and we're out the other side of it, if you went and watched this again, would you go, actually... It's outrageous. Actually, yes, the the context did not excuse this. The only other thing, since we've covered the different time elements, Mm -hmm. I've written down here against... Well, there's a couple more things. Um, When Sid said women don't know when to stop, that's their problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And when the whole... TV presenter. Cecil Gaybody. Yes. Mm-hmm. There was a bit of, I don't know, gay panic about him. Wasn't there? <laughs> Not so much of gay panic, it's just sort of a massive gay stereotype. Yeah. Um, he was, uh, this was Jimmy Logan in his um, guest starring role. Uh, he even put on a lisp for some reason. Um, yeah, that was, uh, that was really, uh, what, I, what I don't like about this film is, in a way that the carry-ons have not been up to this point, it was cheap. Mm. Can you know, it, the laughs Chip. were cheap. Yeah. It's like he's called Cecil Gaybody in case you didn't get the fact that he was gay. That he was gay. Mm. He was outrageously camp and effeminate. You know, the, the, all the, basically all the men apart from him and Bernard Breslau were lecherous and to a greater or lesser de- degree. Yeah. Um, there was plenty of foreign and animal yeah. noises being made towards the. But they were sadly dressed. Yeah, but they were. But oh, yeah, I don't think I, I. I I kind of think they were there to fraught themselves. Yeah. And so, it was it was more acceptable that they were being fraught at than just someone in the street. 
But I think the women were in it to be objectified. Although that said, I've seen, I think actually Barbara Windsor had one of the best parts that she's had in a carry on film. She was good, yeah. She was quite active in yeah. it, if you like. And also clever to create the publicity fight and mm-hmm. there's a bit more to her than. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that she turned up all fully covered up and they thought she was a man and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I thought that was quite good. Mm-hmm. Um, who else was good? Sid was very much being Sid in his element. I think I think this is a bit this is a bit the stereotypical Sid. Yeah. He was leering, he was conning folk, he he wasn't a very nice character. No. There are some there are some times when he's played a character who you actually quite like. But this yeah. was like I didn't really find have much sympathy. I know. Sometimes he's lovable rogue, this time he was he's just, just rogue. A rogue. Yeah. yeah. I didn't understand why Barbara Windsor's character would be attracted to him, or indeed Joan Simmons' character would be attracted to him, given that he seemed to have, you know, me- messed her about endlessly. Yeah. Um, well, she didn't display any attraction in this film, but obviously it must have been previous to this. Yeah, but she was still letting him stay in her hotel and yeah. use the hotel, and yeah. Um. Will we go through the. The characters, then. Yes. The next one I was going to mention uh-huh. was Butterworth. Peter Butterworth was the Admiral. He was. Now, he had very few lines. He did. But there was a plenty of acting. Yeah. I but, liked it. But you... cheap acting. Uh, did you even think little of him? He was good, but the material was poor. And mm. he was, and I, I kind of felt... I was, nah, it was a different time, so you can't really judge a actor for this and it was work um, but again, some of the the only bit that I thought oh, that's, that's, a, that's a good bit of Butterworth was um, he did a thing when he was standing outside a lift at one stage I think it was when he ushered Bernie dressed as a woman into the lift and he did a sort of little uh, jig and a kick of his leg yeah. I thought that was quite good but I think he was kind of hampered a bit in what he could do by playing an old character and even those little twitches he couldn't do because we now have the full flowering. I was going to say of Jack Douglas. You found him funnier than I did. I, th- I do. I do. He laughed every time. I mean, he did the a... same joke over. <laughs> he does not act. He is the same character. He does the same joke. How can you still find it funny? That was his whole act. The character was called Alphabetitimus. I do. And he twitched and did. And because he brought you in the world, he got away with that. <laughs> I think it's, it's, it's funny because I, I appreciate that I was finding it funny when you weren't. And I thought it's, it's kind of the anticipation that you know he's going to do it. And you're just waiting for him. <laughs> it's the little noises I mean, that I like that I think are the funniest bit. If someone has to do it, he does do it very well. <laughs> it is a thing. But, and to be honest, I, as, as we acknowledged during the film, he did wear me down. Yeah, and you did eventually like, laugh at him. Like your theory that if you keep saying the same joke, you will eventually laugh. Yeah. Um, I did laugh at him, but, yeah, I did not find him as funny as you did. I would say, the other thing I would say, I do find him funny, the other thing I would say is, when you know he does it, and you start watching it, you realise that it is m- far more controlled than you think. Yeah, yeah. And there's like, you can almost see there's like a sort of invisible box outside of which he does not go. He doesn't move his arm too far. So that he never, you know, at one point he had the cable for the telephone exchange. Mm. And he pulled it just far enough that, you know, he wouldn't be 
mm. pulling it out or anything. I can I think that they're actually more skill in Alpha. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of skill. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how well it will come across on a podcast. You're, you're but... not, and even in real life, darling. <laughs> you're not. You haven't got the skill. Well, and it wasn't funny when he did it. He's quite good. <laughs> it, well, I like it. I know. You make me sad. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, uh, we've done Sid, we've kind of done Babs, second yeah. build Babs, did you notice? Mm. Uh, Definitely no Charles Hawtrey in this. No, no Charles Hawtrey, and of course no... Uh, Kenny. Kenny. I think it suffered for that. I think, as I understand it, Cecil Gaybody was written for Kenny. Yes, he would be brilliant um, at that. And he would have done it, he would have done it better, he wouldn't have been so obviously... No, you I am. A stereotypical gay man here for comedy. He would have put a bit more into it, I think. Well, it was a small part, but that was because they knew he was going to be in a play. Uh, and they kept trying to get him to do it. And he eventually said, no, I need to give my energies to this play. So uh, he's not there. So the third build was Joni. Joan Sims. Well, she did it very well, but there wasn't... And it was necessary for the plot mm-hmm. to have that character in there. Mm-hmm. But she didn't have a lot of funny or even... I didn't even warm to her. I know she, you kind of meant to because of. I think you. I think rubbish. you only were sympathetic to her because she was kind of. Although was she really stuck? Was she, she just a dump? Kid, keep her at the curb. Can her hotel she, okay? She hotel wasn't doing the well. Hotel, yeah. yeah, she was. It was her hotel. She was a widow. That was mentioned at one point. Mm. Uh, your old favourite Kenneth Connor as Mayor Bumble. Well, I thought it was a bit too caricature. Mm-hmm. But he did do it very well. He certainly portrayed an older man than he is, and he's mm-hmm. done that before. But what I what I did think is it's a different older man. He doesn't have one old man character. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we had um, the old man in the war in the jungle. You know, all these other things. Oh yeah. This was a different old man. So for that, I mm-hmm. tip my hat to him. But I didn't find him funny. He, I don't know if he was meant to be funny. He was unlikable. Was, again, another unlikable character. Cause he was he was put upon by Sid and he was horrible to his wife and was really only interested in his own ends. There was one funny thing. Which was? When he was opening, opening the maternity nursery. Oh, yes. And they had to creep through to not wake the babies. Mm-hmm. And then... He was told he started his big speech and he dodged, and then he did the speech in a whispered tone. Yes, that was that funny. was quite funny. That yeah, was that, funny. that's the only funny I've got down mm-hmm. for Kenneth Connor, which is a shame because he he's funnier than that. Yeah, uh, and that maternity, that nursery was interesting because again, it's from a, from a modern point of view. They stayed in hospital for two weeks when they had a baby. I know, but the babies were in a totally different room to the mothers. Oh yeah, the mothers had to recover. And when the when the when the um, dignitaries etc arrived to open this nursery, and they opened the door, there was nobody in the room apart from the babies at that point. And it's like, just don't think that. There was windows been, along there was the side for the mothers to look at their babies. No, but also you could have strange. seen if they're all. Happy. Yeah. Anyway, that was uh, Kenneth Connor as, as Mayor Bumble. Hospital for two weeks. For two weeks without your baby. Without my baby, yeah. <laughs> it was a different time, Fiona. I know. I love my son. Uh, Bernard Breslau is Peter Potter. He was Question very... one, was he the Peter Potter that we've met before? Have we met a Peter Potter before? Terry Scott in Carry On Camping was Peter Potter. 
Was it meant to be the same character? I don't think so. Because I don't think Terry Scott was meant to be a... First of all, Terry Scott was married to Betty Marsden, whereas this Peter Potter was engaged to uh, Paula. Well, why would they reuse the name? Just for the alliteration? Yeah. Peter Potter picked the purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yes, no, I liked him. I liked his... He did the appropriate level of awkwardness at dressing mm-hmm. up in drag. I didn't know what hold Sid had over him. To make him do all this stuff. Money. He was he was offered a hundred a hundred, which I thought it can't be a hundred. Maybe it could be a hundred pounds. I think it was a hundred pounds. Hundred pounds. Yeah. But no, it's more. Why why did you dress up in drag? What why did, did persuade him to do that? But I suppose he was in for the publicity as much as anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he well he was the publicity, wasn't he? No, but I meant like he would benefit from it. Mm. Uh, Peter Butterworth as um, yeah. the admiral. Oh, the other funny thing that I think the Admiral did, mm-hmm. well, not that he did, but when he was glancing through the pot plant mm-hmm. at the women all lined up during oh, the yes. TV bit. With his little telescope. That then started smoking. <laughs> I laughed at that. Like, I think uh, for all that I enjoy the same joke being repeated over and over again, the problem was that every joke in this film was a variation on... Aren't women very attractive? Yeah. And this is how, this is all the many ways in which men can find women very attractive, and all the many ways that we can suggest that. Mm. Um. So, what about John Whitfield as uh, Augusta Prodworthy? Well, you weren't kind of meant to like her. I liked her a lot. I liked her more than a lot of the characters. But she she was quite formidable, and clever. And did something about things she was upset about. So I, I, I go quite like her in a sort of respect way. Mm-hmm. Didn't have a lot of funny. No. But no, I think she did well. Okay. Jack Douglas as William the uh, footman, or the doorman. Well, or we've spoken about him. He, he was he, great. He was one character. He did one joke. Yeah, there you he, go. he did it very well. I didn't find it as funny as you did. Okay. I think we might agree on this one though. Patsy Rowlands as Mrs. Bumble. She was brilliant. Like she was from a different film. I know. I know. I love the way she put the radio on as soon as she heard him. <laughs> I didn't I, notice that. Did you not? I'm no. going to do that to you now. <laughs> um, but yes, she... I mean, when you, I did comment when they, they had the opening scene of the council meeting. Yes. The, the woman taking the minutes. I was like... Why? Why is why is this not Patsy Rowland? Why is this not Patsy Rowland? But she it's because she had a much bigger a much and better, better car- much better role to better play. role, and she she didn't fancy doing anything, and she needed to go to the toilet all the time. I I I see. I think she was great, but I think this is another issue I have with this film is it was too real. It was her bits, especially, were almost kitchen sink drama. Yeah. The, you know, you felt for that woman so much. Oh, you could see that. And she'd given up on life. She, her life was awful. She'd given to the extent that she was telling people about how often she had to go to the toilet. She could barely put one foot in front of the other. It was, it was wonderful to see her walk up to the women's lib and join the women's lib group. Yes. No, I love that. Burn the bra. The bra caught fire very quickly and really went on fire. Do you think that was supposed to signify something? No, it's just so they could get the art. It didn't really finish that um, storyline because the fire engine that the mayor was at 
was meant to come and rescue oh, them. Oh, so that's why it had to be... Yeah, oh, so it had okay. to be quite a substantial fire before they knew what was happening. See, I... And also, it was the days of new nylon. God mm. only knows. They had, they had no fire safety regulations. And, <laughs> on bras. Well, on materials okay. used for clothing and stuff like that, so... See, I see, because her, she was she was so real and her story was so awful, I thought, are we supposed to be suggesting here that, you know, her bra is so horrible that it's... No, 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 Because think... of all the horrible things that come, no, around, come out I of her body. I don't think it was meant to be her bra in particular. Right, just... okay. Uh, Joan Hickson as Miss Dukes, who You're have to point at her. had a lot of... Um, oh, with the big bloomers. Yeah. Um, I liked her. Started off with a lot of stuff to do and then just disappeared. Did she leave in a half? Did she? All oh, right. See, I, don't, I didn't really care. No. Didn't really care. David Lodge is the police inspector. He did a job. He did it. Did okay. A job. Uh, Margaret Nolan as now which one, what was she called? Dawn Breaks. The big boob one. The one with the big boobs. Yes. I, I was aware of her big boobs, as was everyone else. <laughs> um, I think she should have worn more. Mhm. Um, though, you know, true to continuity, if she had stolen the silver bikini from Babs, it, that was the reason why it was too small for her. Mm-hmm. Um, nah, I don't, she didn't wow me with her acting. <laughs> okay. Um, you know that, you know, she did that fight scene with Barbara Windsor. Mm-hmm. You know, she was three months pregnant when she did that. Because we saw quite a bit of her. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Valerie Leon as Paula slash Patricia Potter, Bernard Breslov's girlfriend, who, guess what, when she took off her specs and took her hair down, was gorgeous! I, I know. Not the first time the carry ones have pulled that one on us. I know. Mako, but who doesn't love a Mako? Yeah. Yeah. She was good, though. She, I thought she was quite good actually at the itching, but at the end they had they put itching powder on there. Also, the, I thought she was her relationship with Bernard Blair Breslau. No, yes, that's who he is. Yeah, um, was good. I thought. Well, you oh, believe you believed that? that yeah. didn't you? she was jealous of him going down to. But also, him. she admired him for doing what he did and helped him out and loved him and all that kind of stuff. Very small part for Sally Geeson as. Uh, Cecil gave all his assistance. She had literally two lines, so probably nothing to say about her. Nah. Let's say nothing. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Logan as Cecil Gaybody. Too much. Kenny would have been much better. Robin Asquith as Larry Prodworthy, the young photographer. No, I thought he was good. Oh, I thought he, he was rubbish. He looked like Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. Yeah, no, I, he just gunned at everything. I was, I thought he could, it just shows he was like, for all that we have um, criticised the just going for and making the animal noises and screwing your face up. Sid, Kenneth Connor, and Bernard Br- Peter Butterworth can do it brilliantly. Uh, Robin Asquith can't. He went on to be in um, what are called the Confessions films, which were more uh, explicit sex comedies slightly after this film. Are we going to cover those as well? Uh, no, we're not going. We're not going to watch. They're those. not badged. Carry on, are they? They're not badged. Carry on. Definitely not. Carry on. They're vague. They're borderline unwatchable these days because they're really only there. They were only made to get a bit of thumpy thumpy into yeah. the cinema. Patricia Franklin as Rosemary. Well, I liked her. I think she did the part very well. I think it was a very early take on the the androgynous woman 
type thing. Not sure they did that particularly well. No, I don't, I don't think you were supposed to think she was the coming thing or that you know she was in any way admirable for that. I think you were supposed to think she was a horrible hatchet-faced old lesbian. That's a bit of a shame. Mm. Do you remember a um, band when we were young called Ash? No. All right. Her daughter was the guitarist in Ash. There you go. There you go. You learn something new every day. Bill Pertwee as the fire chief. Don't even remember yeah. him. Okay. And the legendary Marianne Stone was the council minute taker. She was good. She had, she had put a bit of character into her no lines. But I think she would be better. Patsy Rose. But Patsy Rose had a good part. I know. Okay. Why, why is Wendy Richardson a fantastic ring not on there? Because uh, I didn't remember that she had as many lines as she did, to be yeah. honest. And she was pretty rubbish, to be frank. You say that she's not good. Wendy Richards. I've never had a lot of time for Wendy Richards. Mm. Mainly from the point at which the um, phrase Wendy Richards' fantastic ring comes. Because that was when she really went down in, in our estimation. Yeah. That was, by the way, for those who don't know us. <laughs> <laughs> Around about the year 2000, the BBC did this missing series. And there was like little five-minute programmes like after the news or before other programmes, um, and a lot of people came on and told you about people that had been missing for years and years and years. And then when Richards came on and told us about a ring that she'd lost and that she wanted to find, and it was just like, uh, this is a lot of people who've lost like other people, um, and you just want to find some jewellery. So anyway, uh, that was that. Was that. Um, so you said actually quite early on when Jack Douglas appeared, and did his alphabetismus thing. He's only got one character, which I thought was quite perceptive of you. I know, that, spotted that, that was our best on. laugh, and it was from me. <laughs> so, um, Another laugh that you, that you haven't mentioned is in the in the titles there were cartoons. Oh, I did like them. And you did like them. They're Misconception all... was the first one that you liked. Misadventure. Um, mm-hmm. and Misplaced. Misplaced. And they were all cartoons of beauty contests women called this in yeah. situations. That was good. And I quite like the cartoon Big Mac. Um. The, another laugh I had was, um, I think it was Joan Tim was complaining about the, the girl's behaviour and the doors were banging all night long and Sid said, they're young, they should be, you should expect a bit of banging. You don't often go for the puns. Do you know? I um, think well, the, the films are full of puns. Everything's about you know if you think nine if you think nine inches is average you've been spoiled. I, I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> what was she referring to that nine inches was average for? Something else. I cannot recall. Rain. Rain. Oh, right. my favourite subject. Rain. Yes. So. This story about a slightly down at heel hotel in a British seaside resort with a pretty hopeless, clumsy member of staff, a bit of a harridan who owns it, and um, a couple of a, a few old permanent residents, including one who's a retired military person. Does that ring any bells with you? Well, obviously. <laughs> Did this come first? Yes. <laughs> Do you think that that Fawlty Towers is just complete piss take? Well, between or this, soul. between this and the coconuts, um, member making the noise of the horse last week, I'm starting to wonder if John Cleese wasn't taking a few notes. 
from the Kelly Islands. Is that the biggest compliment or the biggest <laughs> rip-off? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the donkey. What I enjoyed most about the donkey scenes was when Bernard Breslau had to lead the donkey into the into the hotel, the donkey's um, handler had to be with them, a man who was then just kind of standing in the middle of the scene, mm-hmm. trying not to be spotted by the camera, but he was just there. So Bernard Breslau couldn't lead a donkey by himself. But Joan Sims could lead a donkey out yeah. by herself. So, see, that's the kind of woman's life we need to know more about, I think. Um, Cecil Gaybody's programme was called, would you watch a programme for your kind of people called Women's Things? Sounds a bit parody to me. <laughs> Just sounds like, like, what's this programme about? Women's Things. What will we call it? Women's Things. Okay, pub. I know. It, <laughs> it was definitely ma- ma- named by a man. Yes. Um... A record player as part of something that you'd get in a hotel room. Did they have that? In the in Barbara Windsor's room, there was a record player and records. Yeah. And I just thought I can I've heard of radios being in hotel yeah. rooms and subsequently televisions. Some of these rooms didn't even have their own bathrooms. And she was putting in record players. That seemed odd to you me. You imagine a jukebox in the reception, but not Possibly. Yeah. Um I thought there was a, one very telling line, um, which came around all the discussion about one of them's a man, that issue. Um, I think it was actually the police inspector who said, these days it would be difficult to tell. Which I thought it was like, that is the view of middle-aged people in the yeah. early 70s to the sweet David Bowie and you know all these kind of things. Kind Even of, the photographer Manny for having long hair. Was he, was that mentioned? No, no, I'm just saying, I think that's what it was kind of referring to, is these days. Oh, right, you wouldn't be, oh, was there a kind of glance towards him at that point? Well, yeah, I think it was, it was, uh, the, the men are pretty much dressing as women anyway, because they've all got long hair these days. Mm. But if I can end on a positive in terms of my comments on this, the costumes were excellent. Because you love everything 70s. Oh, I love everything 70s. Um, I, my favourite, was um, June Whitfield's dress at the theatre. Oh, yeah, but it was a blouse, wasn't it? Not a dress, just a blouse. The oh, in my head floral pattern. Dress. Big, flo- big floral pattern. I love pattern. the fact that I, I think it should all be like that. Big floral pattern. I liked Kenneth Connor, both Kenneth Connor's jazzy boxer shorts, when oh, yeah, the, the many great. times that his uh, trousers were pulled down, and his uh, dressing gown. Which right. not only which not only had a lovely pattern, but looked like real quality. As did, I think, Sid's uh, yellow mustard shirt and tie and brown suit. I thought that looked really good. Suit. Yeah. Yeah. That looked really good. So the costumes were good, but overall, my view was... Uh, it had the same atmosphere, I thought, as Carry On Again Doctor, in that it was like you were just kind of removed the from it. No, no, the... the Really, what it looked like and how it seemed, it was yeah. a bit flat, I thought. Yeah. So, uh, who survives of the cast of Carry On Girls? Uh, Babs. Babs, yes. Huh? Margaret Nolan, yes. Huh? Valerie Leon, yes. Huh? Uh, Sally Geeson, yes. Wendy Richards. That's Robin Asquith. Well, Wendy Richards <laughs> in, but she... No, she's dead. She's dead. She's famously dead, Robert. Wendy Richards. Yeah. 
Robin Asquith is still alive, yes. Yeah. Richard Franklin is still alive. One other. Hmm. Do I, have I done them before? Yeah. Quite old now. Well, they're all quite old now. Bernard Bradshaw? No. Dude. June Whitfield. Oh, have I not said her? No. Alright. Quite a good haul there, though, really. Yeah. The women are doing well. Yeah. So, uh, anything else to add? No. No. So then, do we carry on? Yes. There's a bit of a, is there a it, slight... It, we're at a dip, but it's not a dip enough to stop us. We're not stopping yet. Okay. Uh, well, if you would like to get in contact with us, give us your views on Carry On Girls <laughs> or... Or anything else. Or anything else. On podcast. Uh, please do so. Uh, carry on podcast at gmail is our email ad- gmail.com is our email address and at carry on podcast is our Twitter, Twitter handle. Uh, but all that remains is to say join us again next time when we carry on up the misses. Bye! Bye! Carry on! Regardless.